Welcome back to our mini. Hello, Danny. Hello, Nancy. How are you guys today? Good. Hi, everybody. Good. It's good to see you. You too. We are back once again. And I wanted to talk about something that kind of came up between Nancy and I recently, Danny. And I'm curious your input on this. I'm going to call it kind of the generational gap for diagnosis and treatment, like the stigma of it. And what I mean by that- Labels. Yeah, labels. labels. So what I mean by that is people of my generation do not like to talk about mental health and do not like to admit that they have mental health issues. Um, it's, it's getting better, but I still think there's a big stigma attached to it. Um, we are the suck it up and go on generation. And I feel like your generation is quite the opposite, that you guys are more in tune with your feelings and what's going on. And so I'm curious your response to that. Yes, as the resident millennial, uh, for all you (laughs) listeners out there, I am 30 years old. I was born in the year 1993. And... I will definitely say I'll pat I'll pat our generation on the back as uh, far as being pretty instrumental in um, reversing the stigma around getting care and and receiving treatment and um, seeking diagnosis around um, mental health. Um, it was definitely an evolving conversation uh, in my childhood, and I think that um, it was our generation, uh, the millennial generation, that. Um, De- stopped using the R word, um, you know, uh, around uh, behavioral and um, learning disabilities and things of that nature that created a really safe environment for people to feel like they could um, express themselves and how they're feeling. And we were really blessed to have a lot of um, resources available to us as well, uh, or at least more than the generations mm-hmm. that came before us. Um, and I, I think that there are a lot of really great celebrities and cultural moments that helped sure. to make yeah. that happen as well. Um, people like, you know, Lady Gaga, um, mm-hmm. putting that in, in a forefront of her platform Selena or the Gomez. rapper Logic, so, uh, Selena Gomez as well. Yeah. There's a lot of really great celebrities. Um, and I think that's one space where Hollywood has, um, done, done something right, yeah. you know, yeah, <laughs> um, agreed of uh, allowing people that have this really positive message to um, take the reins there. And it's really interesting though, because you say that your generation was the one that was like, suck it up and get it done. Mm -hmm. But your generation raised my generation. I know. And we're the ones, you know, yeah. Open up the conversation. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, you know, I, I think at the beginning of at the top of the conversation, you kind of painted yourself in a little bit of unfair light that you guys were the ones who um, opened up this conversation so that we could be uh, able to really benefit from it. Yeah, I think that I think that's totally true that when you say that, um, you know, we raised you and you are the age of my kids, by the way. Um, but I, I look at it where my parents generation um, and I'm the oldest of the three of us, um, 64, just to put it, you know, in terms of real time. Um, and my parents' generation, of course, didn't really talk about it and didn't encourage our, my generation to talk about it. I mean, there were kids, you know, I, I think there were kids probably really struggling when I was in high school age or 
college, even though college you're on your own. So people really reached out for help in a different way they had to. But um, because we grew up like that, we thought when we raise our kids, we'll, you know, take it one step further and make sure they know that door is open. We, We started to get that better understanding. But another aspect of this that we were talking about, which is interesting to me and just, you know, and to Julie and I, we've, we've talked about this in a, just an observance way that certain generations or even groups of people will be more inclined to say if they have issues, you know, when you have more inclined to say, I should say, going to rehab instead of that I need to go to um, some sort of inpatient unit or inpatient program for meant for your mental health. Mm-hmm. And of course, when there's addiction, there's, you know, mental health issues are behind that. You need, you know, the whole thing. But for some reason, there's more stigma in someone's mind at times saying they're going the mon- mental health route or, and then less stigma with rehab or vice versa. When of course, the most important thing is just reach out for the help. Who cares what your, you know, your thoughts are on that as long as you're getting sure. help. But it's just interesting. It's it's interesting um, you say that all over the place, Nancy, because I remember having a conversation 10 years ago and I can't remember. So I don't want to put it on him. Um, I feel like it was Bill Curtis and I don't, I'm not hundred percent. He did a lot of speaking engagements for, for mm-hmm. NAMI, et cetera, mental health. Right. Um, and I feel like he was the one, but don't quote me on that, that said his son would rather be labeled an alcoholic than someone who suffers from yeah. a mental health issue. And how, and and how exactly. sad is that? You know, when you talk yeah, about... it's exactly. And, and looking back, even in my career, um, the way that we, when I got on the job, the way that we treated people with mental health issues, no one took it seriously. Yeah. It was a beat. Yeah. It was viewed as, and, and to no fault, I know the police get beat up a lot, but no one, no one trained us. So how do you know better if you don't even know what it is yeah, or what you're looking at? And I, I think a lot of times it's really easy for us to take whatever it is that's really going on deep down and displace it onto drugs and alcohol. Mm -hmm. You know, it it might be easier to say, I struggle with alcohol instead Mm -hmm. of saying, I struggle with not feeling good enough in mm-hmm. the relationship that I have Definitely. with my dad, you know? Yeah. But with that whole thing in mind, again, as long as whatever it takes you to get to the table for help, who cares? You know, in a way it's, it's sad. Certain things are a sad statement that there's still a stigma out there. Yeah. That's for yeah. sure. But um, even though it is getting better, there's no doubt about it. However, as long as you're going to reach out for help, um, that's the mo- if you're listening to this, for example, and you're thinking, gee, that's me. I, I know, you know, I'm an alcoholic and I, um, you know, I also need serious help with my depression, whatever, you know, just go get the help. And when you reach out for one point of this, you're going to get, you know, if you're open about your thoughts and issues and everything, you'll get the help. That's right. Now, when it comes to generations, if my people, the millennials started the conversation, Gen Z is chatting up a storm and they, <laughs> they are, are, right about they are the yes. superstars. Um and God bless them because they are taking, you know, great advantage of the resources that have been afforded to them. I think that, mm-hmm. uh, and there's so much more of an acceptance um, and a culture around uh, mental health care in Gen Z. 
sometimes they take it maybe a little too far from yeah, my point of view. I was just going to ask you that. I was just going to ask you that. First of all, they now are, don't get me wrong, they are changing. Themselves. Yeah, they're changing the conversation in a good way. But what do you think of that? Are they over, like Julie said, over diagnosing themselves? Do you think it's too much sometimes? They're over, yeah. you know, it's what really. Do you think? It's mostly their the usage of social mm-hmm. media that leads people towards self-diagnosis where I think that there are a ton of you know things that quizzes and things that you could take or things that you could look up on web webmd mm-hmm. but there's a reason why clinicians went to school for mm-hmm. as long as they did and if you want to get some real care there's a lot of really easy avenues for you yes. and it's it's uh incumbent upon you to get a proper diagnosis if you want to start treating treatment for, you know, that thing. Right. Um, it's almost like when you go to the doctor and you get your blood results back, right? And you're like, uh-oh, something's a little high. What is this? And, yeah. you know, about a half an hour later, you're, um, <laughs> you're like- You're on you're, WebMD. You're like, yeah, you're on WebMD. You're down the rabbit hole. And now you're planning, your, right? you're planning your funeral. And you're giving away everything because, you know, and then you go to the doctor like, oh, no, no, no. It's just because of whatever X, Y, Z and you're fine. Exactly. And then all that anxiety goes away. But yeah, so you have to be careful with there's, I mean, information is great, but too much information can be dangerous. So yeah, they call it micro learning Yeah, and Mm -hmm. uh, where you're, you're getting just the surface level of the information. And I think that, you know, there are lots of peer reviewed studies and mm-hmm. different sorts of things that could, you know, could really benefit uh, those who look into it. So, yeah. And again, behind our door is the met is a national mental health resource podcast. So we really push the resources, That's you right. know, look for, there are like Danny, yeah. you're saying there are so many more resources as you know, that especially now that with this, you know, the conversation changing and, the stigma definitely improving. Mm-hmm. Um, there is, if you, if you don't even have, if you don't have any money, there's still someone to talk to. So a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And it, you know, if you or someone you love is suffering from an addiction, my guess is it's probably underlying mental health issue. And so mm-hmm. it, it doesn't matter what came first, the chicken or the egg. Exactly. It does not matter. It's, just get the help. Just get the help you need. So well, thank you so much for talking today, you guys, and um, yeah, it was tapping great. your resident millennial. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We love that, though, Danny. That's why I love you. You bring such I a know. great perspective. We, you know what, though? We didn't plan it this way. We are three different ages. Yeah. And, um, it's kind of funny. And it's it's helpful. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. helpful. It really is. Well, thanks for talking, you guys. We'll talk soon. All right. Till yeah. next time. Bye-bye. Don't forget. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We welcome your input. To contact us or any of our guests, please email us at behindourdoor@mail.com. That's behindourdoor@mail.com. And please don't forget to like and share our podcast. Um, leave us a rating. Tell us how we're doing. We really want your feedback. It's important to us. We are so thankful that you are here and listening to us. If you or someone you know is in crisis struggling with mental illness, you can call the National Suicide Hotline at 1-800-273-8255 or the NAMI Helpline at 1-800-950-6264. Until next time, please join us for another conversation behind our door. Thanks for listening.